Welcome in to the second edition of the Dolphins and Depth. It's the offseason and they're trying to win now podcast. I am caddy of the show, Armando Salguero, star of the show, Adam Beasley. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm great. Uh, how about this weather, Mondo? Winter in South Florida, you can't beat it. It's the best. Um, it, is. it is awesome. And yes, we are in South Florida. There's an iguana stuck in my fence. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. You, no. you hate those things, don't you? I really don't like, first of all, I don't like reptiles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> secondly, I, lo- I don't like them when they're the size of my torso. So I, you don't. So you don't like Nick Saban, is that what you're saying? Hey oh, hey oh Wow. Wow. Very wrong. Very wrong. Hey, um, let's start with the news of the day, if if we can. Um so this morning my breakfast, the uh brown and served sausages were bad. It's terrible. <laughs> I don't recommend brown and served sausages. <laughs> I think there's some other news going on right now in the oh, world of Miami Oh, Dolphins. Okay, okay, okay. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, since we last uh, touched base, the Miami Dolphins have hired a uh, defensive backs coach. How about pretty that? Incred- yeah, he's got a pretty incredible story, which uh, you were awesome enough to break. Uh, that backstory is great. Why don't you tell our listeners? Yeah, so he's a high school coach, and I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not laughing at this. It's not funny. <laughs> before before we before we get too deep in the mockery, which we can have some fun with it, of course, I would remind you that Mike Pettin, the defensive coordinator, I believe, of the Packers now, who has yeah. got a first-round bye uh, and is the reason the Packers are that far, because Aaron Rodgers hasn't been really that great this year, was a high school coach. Oh, uh, dude, you know, Chip Kelly was a high school coach. High school coaches rock, but mm-hmm. most of them don't make the jump directly <laughs> from high school to the NFL. And that is what uh, Kuntz, who is the new defensive backs coach for the Dolphins, is going to do. Um, God bless him. The fact that he's going to be able to do that coming from Struthers High School in Ohio the fact that Brian Flores um, is fine enough to, to, you know, believes in the guy enough to bring him in like that, that, that's wonderful. That's all great and good and glorious and all of that. Here's my question. I was told that he was in town the week of the Cincinnati Bengals game. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins were playing the Bengals. The week of the Cincinnati Bengals game, I have a little bit of a of a moral dilemma because I just don't feel like it's cool to be talking to someone you're about to hire while working the guy you're about to fire behind his back. Well, yes, and he's not the only one that had that royal treatment. Because there's no way that they uh, made contact with Chan Gailey and convinced Chan Gailey to leave retirement uh, in a six-hour span after they fired Chad O'Shea. That was in the works for a while as, as well, my, my suspicion tells me. That, that is fair. I, I don't know 
maybe you do. Um, like, were, did they wine and dine Chan Gailey as well uh, during the season down here while they were still playing games? I'm sure that there was a face-to-face meeting. It's not just like I, – I can't, I can't imagine Flores just called him up and said, hey, you've been playing golf the last three years. Why don't you come back and run our offense? There had to have been some, some betting – uh, a, a, a true interview. Did that happen in Miami, you know, in, in, in Davie? Did it happen on the road? I don't know the answer to that. But to think that one phone call was all it took to get Changio out of retirement, I think is a bit far-fetched. And, and this is why it, it bothers me, okay? I mean, it has happened to me in the past. Um, there is no, you know, and it's not fun because I was the guy who was working oh. while my while my employer was talking to my potential replacement um, at ESPN, by the way. And so I didn't like that. It wasn't cool. Um, And so maybe I have a, a, you know, a personal aversion to that. But it takes a certain two-facedness. You have to be kind of like a two-face type of person to, to do that. And then, like, in the evening, you're having dinner with a guy you're trying to hire for a position, and in the meeting the next morning uh, among coaches, you're dealing with the guy you're, you're trying to replace, and it's happening for two weeks. Yeah. That is icky as hell. Totally. And, and again, I, I don't know the, the circumstances surrounding uh, either of those hires intimately, but what I would say is this. Uh, we got no hints. Publicly, and I know privately, uh, as you've written and as I've heard as well, this is something that's been in the works in the while, for a while for O'Shea. Um, Flores, I, I can't remember a single critical thing he said about Chad O'Shea the entire season. So if, in, unless uh, one of two things happened, either O'Shea was completely blindsided by it, A, or B, he knew about it for weeks and just was a good soldier and finished out the season. Either way, it's not great. Yeah, I picked A. <laughs> I, I'm not seeing B at all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. No, you're 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 probably right. So has he has he gotten a job yet or no? I I, I haven't heard O'Shea landing on his feet. Um, and I guess maybe well, they're waiting for things to shake out in New England. So Joe Judge, very well known. Joe Judge uh, is the new Giants head coach. Wow. And, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he comes from New England, so I would suppose that that might be an avenue for Chad O'Shea. Obviously, if um, Josh McDaniel lands a job in Cleveland, that might be an avenue for Chad O'Shea. And obviously, going back to New England. Uh, might be an avenue for Chad O'Shea because Joe Judge, very well known, Joe Judge, was the guy that replaced Chad O'Shea as the wide receivers coach in New England. So right. now they have a wide receivers coach opening. Uh, uh, let's 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 get on O'Shea a little bit uh, on that topic because I know you wrote about it. Uh, the days run together is either yesterday or today uh, about some of his shortcomings that we didn't know about. The two that I had heard were the obvious ones, the running game and the inability to develop Josh Rosen, uh, and they're going to want an offensive coordinator who can develop a young quarterback because more likely than not, they're going to draft one pretty high in three months. 
Um, but you had another – you uncovered something else that was pretty interesting about his, his termination. Yeah, so the Dolphins' offensive system, uh, God bless it, last year it was New England. It mm-hmm. was a, a mirror image of the New England system uh, because it was brought here by a New England coach who was hired by another New England coach who also hired a former New England coach to be the defensive coordinator. So they had three New England coaches at the top of the football uh, tree. Well, the New England offense is not easy. It's complicated. It's complex. And it has been in, in place for going on two decades. And God bless them, it works for them because their quarterback has been in place for going on two decades. So, you know, he's got it down. You're not going to change something that Tom Brady has, you know, like knows the back of his hand like he knows that offense. The problem is the Miami Dolphins don't have Tom Brady. The problem is the Miami Dolphins have or have a very young quarterback in uh, um, in in Josh Rosen, who's 22 years old last year, going to be 23 this year. And they, like you said, they plan to hire, draft, sign, pluck off the street, draft, beg a, a quarterback <laughs> to to come in, uh, supposedly their future quarterback. Well. That's not the thing that you hand, you know, these young quarterbacks and expect them to be able to produce right away. It takes them a year or three. And do the Dolphins, having wasted the first year of this coaching staff's, you know, time window at 5-11, and 11, do they have three years where people will go, okay, we're just waiting until something happens and something pops they don't have three years. They don't have, I don't think, two years before they can start producing. They got to produce pretty quickly. Um, they do. They do. Right. They, otherwise, the losses start to pile up. Right. Right. Um, and there might be actually the 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 perfect answer to all of these issues: a quarterback that's really, really talented that can sit for a year behind Fitz or whoever else they sign who has a ton of upside and who is uh, going to – who's thrown his hat into the ring of the NFL draft. And I think we all know the name, but we'll say it on the other side of this break. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. 
hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Three, two, one. Tua! He's gone pro, Armando! Is he going to be a Miami Dolphin? I don't know, dude. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I, <laughs> I'm having a tough time with him. I really am. I love him. I love him. Uh, you know, perfect individual, perfect personality, perfect leader. Everybody loves him. Uh, salt of the earth, Christian guy. I love him. I don't love his hip. Mm-mm. You get my drift? Is Okay, let me ask you this. Is it fair or unfair to and, – and I know what camp I fell on. It's fair. But let me ask you this. Fair or unfair to say, ah, Carson Wentz, concussion, still hasn't finished a playoff game in his career, even though he was number two pick in the draft. They built their entire franchise around him. Hurt guys get hurt. Is that fair or not, considering the way he was hurt recently? <clears throat> okay, so – I wouldn't say Carson Wentz concussion because if Jadavian Clowney speared me or you <laughs> or 99% of the population of the earth, they would suffer a concussion. That's not one of those you're injury prone and therefore you have a concussion. I don't think that's it. But Carson Wentz injured uh, in college – and then injured with the Eagles before this concussion and multiple times, that's fair. That's a history. And there it is. That's, 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 that's the worst-case scenario, right? That's, that's what you, you build your entire franchise around a guy. You trade up twice to get the position to take him, and his body fails him time and time again. That, that is the nightmare scenario for Chris Greer and the Dolphins if they take to him. Absolutely, and Tua has, like it or not, uh, he has a durability red flag. He has an injury history that goes beyond, uh, you know, just the the major hip injury which he is dealing with now. Before that, he this year he had surgery on his ankle. Last year he had surgery on his other ankle because it was injured. Uh, before that, he had a knee injury. Before that, he had a quad injury. Before that, he broke his finger uh, on his throwing hand or a finger on his throwing hand. He is not one fingered on his throwing <laughs> hand, which would be kind of weird. Um, it would so, be a, uh, you would you would pay money in uh, at, at a circus to see a guy throw a football the way you can with one finger. Well, with no hand, but just the finger. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, so that that that's a history, Adam. And are you comfortable with that? Uh, no, I'm not. But is he the best of a bunch of bad options? Because your other options are this: um, taking Justin Herbert, who, by the way, last night announced he is going to be at the Senior Bowl, where I will be in a week and a half, and it'll be really interesting Correct. to see. Yes, it, yeah, I am absolutely bragging about spending the week in Mobile. You got me, Armando. 
<laughs> so, so uh, it will be very fascinating to see how he does in practice against nothing but NFL caliber players. That will be that will be fascinating. Um, and 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 if you don't like him, maybe you love love Jordan Love. That's the only other, oh you know, that's that's the wow. only really other guy you could you could fall into in the first round. And if you don't like any of those guys, Armando, we've discussed this before. You got to punt the twenty twenty one, which I don't they think anybody wants to do. I don't think anybody wants they, to do that. They can't do it. They can't. So, so it's going to be Tua, and I think we all know it's going to be Tua because you went pro. Because uh, either the Chargers or the Dolphins told his people, you're not getting past five or six. And to be honest, Armando, he's probably not getting past three. The third pick is the Detroit Lions. That's, that's the pivot pick. Because the first two, we, we all assume Burrow's going to the Bengals and Chase Young's going to the Redskins. The Lions are in a must-win situation. Matt Patricia has already been told, you've got to make the playoffs this year. They ain't taken Tua to sit for a year. Uh, if they're in a must-win situation. They're trying to get better now. And the best way to get better now is to get the player you want at three uh, and get him at five, which they'll probably be able to do, or six, and and have other assets to improve your team w- uh, because of the trade. I think that's what's going to happen. Either the Dolphins or the Chargers are going to offer the Lions enough to move up to three, and that's where two will be drafted. That's interesting. Uh, my take is the Lions take Andrew Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, who was the tackle from Georgia, and then the the number four spot become you know comes into play. The and Giants, yeah, that gets sold because the Giants are not going to draft a quarterback, and they're going to want to maximize with as much you know talent as possible, and that's what they're going to try to do is sell it. But it's very possible that the, the the Lions try to do that as long as the people that are trying to trade up. Are not too far down, right? Um, you know, and, that, and, and that's and that's and that's why five and six, I think, are the the, the, the it's either the unless he goes to Indianapolis and and bombs his medicals, two of this is, uh, and, and you know, unless doctors find out, no, nah, man, this guy is chronic, uh, he's he's never going to be the same. Don't waste your don't waste a, any pick, but on a first round pick on this guy, um, unless that happens. Tua will either be a Miami Dolphin or a Los Angeles Charger in four months. I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain of it. Let me tell you something. I watched that press conference. There was a lot of, you got to have faith. There was mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, I don't know what's going to happen, and the doctors don't, don't know either, and they haven't told me, and I'm just betting on myself. And when you hear that, I didn't exactly feel confident that it's going to be 100%, you know, in favor of I'm the same guy that I was five months ago before the injury. I didn't feel that vibe vibe of, you know, nothing to see here. You know, people compare Tua to Drew Brees when he came as an unrestricted free agent from San Diego, and it was San Diego back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew Brees had letters from his doctors, respected doctors, uh, Dr. Andrews in, in Alabama, who said he is going to be 100% in, in three months. This is, this is a slam dunk. And the doctors that worked for the Dolphins at the time said, we're not too sure about that. 
Right. Uh, in fact, they said, we're sure it's not that. And they were wrong. Dr. Andrews were right. Nobody is putting their name uh, on the to a hip surgery. It's going to be 100%. There will be no problems. Right. And Tua is saying, I've been told I've got to wait till the three or four month mark to see if it's going to be okay. Give him two points for honesty. Uh, and I guess, you know, to be honest, <laughs> but no, but to be frank, nothing he said, uh, whether that was Monday, uh, is anything different than every other, what every team is going to learn either now or in Indianapolis. So he's getting in front of the story. He's being transparent. He's being honest. Um, and that's great. But if he gets to that three-month mark and the doctor's like, Eesh, you know, this didn't respond the way we thought it would, you, you know, there's there some, there, there, there some decay, the blood died in that area, the whole Bo Jackson situation. Um, you're, you know, you're going you're gonna to be dealing with some stuff. Um, the, the teams are going to find out regardless. So, I, you know, maybe, maybe he's too honest for the NFL. I, I don't know if that's possible, but it's, you know, I, I give him credit for that honesty. I, I will say this, Armando, uh, Dr. David Chow, who's uh, on Twitter, he's used to be the Chargers. We keep talking about the Chargers, the Chargers team position. Uh, he says a bigger concern for two is not will he play, can he get back to where he was. The question with him is how long is that sustainable? Because he is going to be arthritic. With the, with the injury that Tua suffered, in almost certainty, he'll be arthritic at some point. So his career is going to be shorter than it otherwise would. Let me ask you this. Would you be okay with the Dolphins trading up to the number three pick to take Tua, and the, he ends up playing at the level of a Russell Wilson, which is a comp you hear a lot, or even a Drew Brees, for four or five years, and then he's out of the league? Would you be okay with that? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, at that level, of course. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure that I buy the arthritic part too much, but my concern is that once you have that injury, you, you, you've opened yourself up to it's chronic in that, for example, Dennis Pitta, who was the Baltimore Ravens tight end and a great tight end, he had a similar injury, and then he had it again, and he had it again, three times. Mm -hmm. And after the third time, it was, I can't do this anymore, and I can't play anymore. That's the thing that worries me, that once that breaks down the first time, understand, Tua Tungvaloa was playing behind an elite, elite uh, college offensive line. He got hit by athletes who are not NFL-sized athletes. And yet, behind that elite offensive line, getting hit by inferior athletes, he got injured. Now, fast forward, you, you put him on the Miami Dolphins, who don't have an elite offensive line, and who do play, uh, you know, NFL caliber athletes on the defensive line and in the front seven, I mean, it, that's not a great scenario if you ask me. No, I, I agree. And, and I'll, we'll get, get out of here on this point. I think we will get a sense of, um, of, of, of the way they're leaning in the draft, whether they're going to take two or not. 
by the way they spend their resources in free agency and, 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 and perhaps trades because he is a left-handed quarterback. And, you know, we say God bless him a lot, but God bless him. You don't want Jesse Davis guarding Tua's blind side. You just don't. That's a, that's a bad idea. Um, Jesse Davis is, a, I think, a better guard than a tackle. They play him a lot of tackle this year, I think, out of necessity. If they go out, if the Dolphins go out and sign the highest-priced, best right tackle available in free agency or swing a trade for a guy who's, who's a big-money guy who's under contract, I think that's, that's a clear sign they'll be drafting Tua because they have to. They ha- that, that offensive line has to have three or four new starters next year, or two is not going to last a year, let alone a decade. Well, also, you know that there's that picture of, of Chris Greer, the general manager, with Tom Garfinkel, the CEO and president, and Steve Ross, the club owner, and they're on the sideline before the Michigan-Alabama game, and Chris Greer is pointing at number 74, who happens to be Mills from Alabama, who happens to be, I wonder what he played. Oh, yeah, right tackle. (laughs) He plays right tackle. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, Mills is a junior, and, oh, yeah, he came out. Oh, he declared. Hmm. And the general manager was pointing him out to the owner. (laughs) Nothing but Alabama offensive players in the first round of the draft. Let's do it. Let's go. Amazing. Amazing. Hey, we want to thank you for joining us this week on the My Sausage Link Sucked This Morning <laughs> edition of the Dolphins and Deb podcast. Very angry about that, Adam. Very disappointed. You know, there's, kind of, there, there's, there's a way around that, Armando. What's that? You could just eat iguanas. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> Join us next week, people. Thank you.